Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. Hello, and welcome to this seminar entitled The Mission of God in a COVID-19 World. My name is Philip McMillan. I am the chairman of MAP, Mission Action Partnership, a umbrella organization made up of members from mission organizations, outreach organizations, churches, and others. When we were approached by Bangor Worldwide and asked to put together um, a seminar uh, for their virtual year, we were delighted to assist. We put word out and we said, who would like to be part of this? And several of our members came back and said, let's join. And so over the next sort of 20, 25 minutes or so, you're going to hear a couple of interviews by organizations who are working in various parts of the world. In fact, we're going to be visiting three continents. We're going to be with Crosslinks, we're going to be with uh, Latin Link, and we're going to be traveling with OMF. The New Testament church, when it was founded and in its early days when it was growing, it lived in really difficult times. Times that weren't very dissimilar from the sort of world we live in today. Famine, hardship, political intrigue, indeed political corruption, uh, earthquakes, all sorts of horrible things. And so, yet the church grew. And so we find today that as we live in a world where COVID, this microorganism, this coronavirus is taking root and causing havoc and destruction all place, all sorts of places, we find that the church still continues to grow. The Apostle Paul reminded his readers that it was important to become all things to all men, that we may win some. It was important to proclaim the good news of Jesus and his resurrection. It was important that people heard irrespective of the circumstances. I sometimes think that if Apostle Paul was around today, he probably would be at the forefront of using technology such as Zoom and um, YouTube and, and etc. However, what we're about to find is that when we're talking to some of our colleagues, they don't use those things. Some of them have to operate in a different way because of the world that they live in, because of the cultures where they are operating, because of the lack of technology, or simply because of the lack of wealth. I trust that you will be both encouraged and informed as you listen to these interviews. They were carried out over a period of a couple of days, whenever people were able were contacting each other by Skype and by, by, by Zoom. They're very different, each one of them. The people who are talking are talking from their heart and from their own experience. And I trust that you will be blessed and that you will be equipped more in your understanding of mission, of what's happening on the ground in various parts of the world, and be prompted to pray and indeed be prompted to support those who are in the forefront. Hi, my name is Rose Wade and I'm from Samfield in Northern Ireland, but I'm currently living and serving in Guatemala and Central America with Latin Link. 
For those of you who don't know, Latin Link is an international community with a calling um, to love and serve God and our neighbour. And we do this through building partnerships with local churches to send and receive individuals, families and teams to and from Latin American communities. Been here in Guatemala for almost three years now, living and serving in um, a rural indigenous Maya community called San Juana Laguna. My main role is with a Guatemalan Christian NGO called Ami San Lucas. Ami San Lucas has a focus on community health, community development and integral mission. And as a youth worker, my main role is helping in the development of their youth activities that they run with young people in connection with schools and in the local community and also young people who are involved in the local churches. Outside of my time with Ami San Lucas, I'm also part of a local church here in San Juan Laguna and help with um, the activities that they do with young people uh, from the church and in the town as well. Just like the rest of the world, here in Guatemala we've also been impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. On the 15th of March of this year, the country went into a period of lockdown, which meant closure of all schools, public places, places of worship, no public transport, and people were called to work from home unless they were deemed as essential workers. And there were also nightly and weekend curfews, among other types of restrictions that were in place. Just recently, in the last week or so, the country has begun to move out of those restrictive measures uh, to help the country move forward economically. Because as I'm sure you're all aware, this pandemic has not only had an impact in terms of health, but also has had social, emotional and economic impacts. Here in Guatemala, we've had um, around 52,000, a bit more than 52,000 cases identified as positive and have had just over 2,000 deaths. Although these numbers may be low in comparison to other countries around the world, Guatemala doesn't really have the health infrastructure to manage this kind of pandemic. As a result, the healthcare system here has collapsed and there are no rooms or no beds in the hospitals here in Guatemala. The pandemic has also had a huge impact in terms of economic impact for people. 70% of the population here in Guatemala are employed in what is called the informal work sector. This means that they don't have an employment contract. What many of them do is each day they look for work and with what they earn that day, that is what they use to provide for their families. And many of these families are already living in poverty. So you can imagine the impact of being called to work from home, then there being little work for people um, on top of people already living in poverty. But there is hope in all that is going on and in the midst of this crisis. As a ministry, Ami San Lucas, has continued to work with our volunteers and work with the people involved in the projects um, that we run. Although we can't be present with them in their local communities, which is our normal way of working, we have been doing all of this from a distance, connecting through phone calls, through WhatsApp, and even in some cases through Zoom. Sadly, not everybody has access to a phone, a mobile phone. Not everybody has access to something that can help them access the internet. But with those that we can reach, we have been working with them helping them to learn how to use new platforms such as Zoom and also aiding those who need support to connect financially, paying for their, for their data so that they can participate with us. With the young people, we have been able to connect quite regularly with them, helping them to think about continuing developing leadership skills and abilities, looking at how do you love your neighbour at a time of crisis, but also thinking with them about how they care for themselves at this time. 
Ami San Lucas has also been supporting families in need at this time. To date, we've supported over 250 families, which amounts to over a thousand people. Uh, these families are people who are in the communities where we are working, who are suffering and who are going through hard times because of the pandemic and because of the situation. We've been able to support families through the delivery of food parcels, hygiene packs, and also other support that's enabled families to pay for their rent, to pay electricity, to pay for medicine or food that they identify as necessary for them at this time. Just recently, in the last number of weeks, some of the team were delivering support to a couple of the communities. And they met and spoke with one of the ladies there. She's called Petrolina. And Petrolina is a mother of five children. And because of the pandemic, her husband lost his job. Um, he has been able to find some small amount of work um, selling firewood, where he earns about three pounds a day but can only get work one or two days a week because of the situation. Petrolina commented to our team that this just isn't enough to provide for all the mice that she has to feed. And many days they have struggled to find enough food and they've maybe scraped together something for the children to eat, but they as parents have not been able to eat. She expressed her thanks and gratitude for the support of receiving a food parcel um, and to anybody who had donated in any way because this was going to secure them to have food for another 15 to 20 days. In another community that we went to, um, we have helped them on two different occasions. They're a rural hamlet connected to two different council areas and as a result, both council areas said it was the other council area's responsibility to help them. This community has been looking for support, has been knocking on doors and actually came to Ami San Lucas themselves. They've had a relationship with Ami San Lucas over many years and came and asked if we could help them. Ami San Lucas was able to provide them on two different occasions with food parcels for the families in need in the community. And on the last occasion that they delivered support, um, one of the community leaders commented to our team that they were so, so thankful for everybody who is supported and asked that that thanks is shared um, with the supporters, but also expressed that these food parcels at this time, during this crisis, offer hope to their community because this is the only support that they have been able to receive at this time and families are really struggling because of loss of employment and, and limited access to food resources. So as a global church, I wanna thank you for your support whether that be prayerfully or whether you're giving to some organisation that is helping people in need in your own country or somewhere else around the world. As a church, we have a chance to offer hope in a time of crisis. We are called to be salt and light in this world. And we have this opportunity now in the midst of this pandemic to be different, to live differently and to offer hope to those in need at this time. So thank you and may God bless each and every one of you wherever you are. Hello everyone. Um, I have the great pleasure of uh, introducing you to my, my, my dear friend and my brother, um, Pastor um, uh, James Roy, and he is joining us from, from Bangladesh, Dhaka, the, the capital there, and uh, I, I'm, he's going to share some things um, about, about his life and, and how God's been working. So, uh, James, please, please tell us a little bit about your, your background and your ministry. Thank you, uh, Brother Nathaniel. It's re really honored to uh, talk with you. And uh, yeah, my, uh, I'm a pastor of Bangladesh, uh, House Church of Bangladesh, the, the church name called House Church of Bangladesh. 
And actually, I grew in a Christian family, very traditional Christian family. And uh, I introduced always that I am a Christian, but until uh, when I was 21, uh, I didn't know that I, I, I'm not really uh, Christian. In 1990, I received Jesus Christ as a savior of my life, and I decided to follow him. And I began to began to study of theology study. I started theology study in the Bible college, and then I started ministry. So, actually. Uh, we started church in 2006 uh, from my home. I, I, it was a Bible study group. Uh, I started with my family and it, it was growing. And now we have uh, 25 churches in, around Bangladesh. So I, uh, we call the church name is you know, House Church because it started from my home. So mainly we are working for the uh, for unreached people like uh, uh, who never heard about Jesus Christ. We we preach gospel to them. The majority background and and also some Hindus, Buddhists in Bangladesh. We are preaching to them. So our church is uh, our church is evangelical mainly evangelical church. And we have four uh, four vision uh, for the church. One is sharing gospel, and number two is making disciple. Number three is uh, uh, serving people. And number four is glorifying God. So these four uh, vision we have. We know we're living in very difficult times, and I know this uh, pandemic has particularly affected Bangladesh. Um, but maybe can you share with us how, how, how you've seen God at work um, in these days? In, uh, when Bangladesh uh, was, uh, was begun to affected in, uh, in March, uh, many, many uh, Christian church uh, and also the believers in here was a little bit uh, upset and uh, frightened uh, of uh, COVID-19. But slowly, slowly, we found that uh, God is working uh, in this time also, it's the same way he was before. Uh, I believe uh, the Romans chapter 8, 28, what God said in, by Paul that what is happening in the believer's life is all good for his, uh, for, for his glory. So in Bangladesh, uh, as a pastor, uh, I, I found very significant two things in testimony I can give you. It's very interesting and very encouraging. Number one is uh, before people uh, uh, were not much uh, afraid or not interested with the church, like I'm talking with the Christian people. Even uh, many, many church was empty. Uh, they don't wanted to come to the church uh, even they don't want to pray uh, or study Bible. But when the COVID-19 started now, many, many believers are coming to uh, to the Lord and 
before they were nominal, but I feel, I feel now they are now coming to the Lord and praying and repenting and, uh, and Bible study. They are studying very well. Uh, we can see in the online, online many, many are coming, asking prayer requests, uh, call me by phone and, you know, asking uh, lots of I you know, prayer requests to us. So before I did not see that, but now I am. Um, I can see this. The people are hungry. People are coming to the Lord. So this is very significant things happening in Bangladesh that people are coming back to Jesus. Number two is the though though the, the church is church function is physically not much working, but uh, the word of God is spreading out is by the device online uh, so you, you can see the zoom meeting lots of zoom meeting in the world especially bangladeshi uh, the people who lives in western country or uh, some other countries they are coming together by zoom uh, so uh, like every day you can see that i can see that minimum 10 zoom zooms program are going on uh, like prayer meeting, uh, sharing gospel, uh, worshiping God. Uh, so Zoom, uh, Zoom meeting is going on every day. Also like Facebook and Google, different way people are connecting with each other. And um, we are knowing each other very well. Like I, I don't know, I didn't know some people before. But because of Zoom now, we are, we are connecting each other as a brother, children of Christ. So it's an amazing way the God is spreading out the gospel through, through a, uh, Zoom and online service. Uh, one example, like when I do, we do a Zoom program. So uh, there is like 50 people are connecting uh, in our Zoom. So there is another Zoom I found, 100 people are coming together. So they're not only praising God, also they're standing with the hungry people in Bangladesh. It's wonderful, like some Zoom program, they are collecting some money and sending Bangladesh for uh, COVID-19 affected people, um, those who lost a job or who are suffering by flood. So people are standing now, raise, you know, it's very interesting that how God is working. So we give it like our Zoom also, we, we give the life on, on the Facebook. So, so when we say that Jesus is the only way, uh, the sharing gospel, then it's coming to the Facebook life and many, um, uh, many uh, those who are lost people, they are also listening this uh, gospel. So yeah, God is doing uh, great things uh, during COVID-19 time. Wonderful, wonderful. Praise the Lord. Thank you, James. Bye. Uh, finally, um, how, how, how can we be, be, be praying for you and in your life and ministry? Yeah, thank you, Brother Nathaniel. You are always praying for us. And uh, your, your family is one of our best friends in, in Bangladesh, who are from the beginning of our ministry. Uh, your family is standing with us. Uh, thank you for. Uh, loving us yeah our prayer is uh, we are we are praying to go uh, 64 districts uh, from august second week uh, in bangladesh you know bangladesh we have 64 districts 
So uh, because COVID-19, we are thinking is not a problem, but is an opportunity, uh, is a blessings to sharing gospel. So uh, we are not positive uh, that COVID-19 is a problem, but we are positive because we understand that God wanted to use us this time. So it's a really great opportunity. We decided to go uh, next uh, uh, coming second week of August to whole district of Bangladesh. So uh, it's a big challenge for us because uh, uh, lots of problem. So so every if we are trying to cover by 40 days, so we have to go for one district. And maybe we just do some. We will do some prayer work walking, we'll sharing the gospel, and also we'll carry the cross in there, uh, in the district. And also uh, we uh, we will also uh, sharing how to say, how to safely live in COVID-19 time. So, you know, balancing. So please pray for us, this is a big challenge for us. Many people uh, are discouraging us not to go to uh, the outside of Dhaka or uh, COVID-19 time, but I feel that all of that we cannot keep the gospel inside the room in, in home quarantine, but we would like to carry the gospel. Uh, whatever the time is going on in the world, what is the pandemic time? I feel that God wants to use us in this time too. So I need your prayer. Uh, that we can go. Yeah, we need some needs also. We need some hospital. We need some, you know, physical help too. Also, please pray for us. Thank you. Thank you so much. We may be standing with you, you in prayer, um, brother, and, and, and thank you for your time and, and for sharing. Well, hello, everyone. And isn't it wonderful that even though we're not able to meet together physically in Bangor like we would normally at this time of the year, isn't it great that we can still come together in this online platform and to be encouraged by the stories that we're hearing of how the Lord is still at work even in the midst of this global pandemic. And I trust and pray that what you've heard so far in this program has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. Well, my name is David Armstrong. I'm a short-term mission and young adult worker for Crosslinks Mission Society here in Ireland. And Crosslinks as a Mission Society is committed to the proclamation of Jesus Christ, to making him known throughout the world through the teaching of God's word in the power of his spirit. Crosslinks is very keen for innovative mission uh, on a worldwide basis that allows people to take God's word into God's world. And one of the ways that we've been doing this and supporting this work is through the Crosslinks Study Program. This is a program that has enabled 300 uh, or so men and women from about 30 countries all over the world to train and study locally in preparation for Christian service. And this has largely been possible through the generous giving of our partners and churches here in the UK. Our sponsor a pastor campaign has provided a great way for folks to get behind this strategic work enabling people to train for christian mission throughout the world and in just a moment or two's time we're going to hear from patrick 
Patrick is one of our study partners in Nairobi in Kenya. And Patrick is going to share with us just a little bit about why he is studying uh, for Christian service uh, and some of the challenges and hardships that he and his Christian brothers and sisters in Nairobi are facing for the sake of the gospel. My studying uh, Masters of Art in Missions uh, is preparing me in the future uh, in these ways. Uh, one, uh, in the future I'm, I'm, I'm looking into uh, getting into church planting um, and of course pastoral work uh, that comes uh, with church planting. I don't think uh, this uh, the course I have done in missions would be very significant uh, in these ways. Uh, one, it has exposed me to learning other religions, other people's cultures uh, and customs and traditions. And so when I step out uh, into church planting, I would think it would be very significant uh, in now I pursue uh, the church plant and now I reach out to people in different areas with the gospel of Jesus Christ. There are a number of friendships we have had to endure for the sake of Christ in Kenya. I, I would think of three. Uh, one of them is the resurgence of African tradition, religion. In the past, we found a number of Christians uh, going back to the practicing of African uh, traditional religions. For example, we find people when there's uh, challenges and calamities like drought uh, or, or, or floods, people going to do sacrifices from the mountains so that they can appease gods, uh, heave, uh, the gods could have mercy. And, and, and that really has been a challenge uh, for us where Christians now are turning back to traditional religions, um, which has affected even how uh, they value the word of God and also they value the gospel. That secondly, hardship we are facing in Kenya is the rise of prosperity gospel. Uh, this has been really a challenge. Uh, the research has shown that in Kenya we are 82% Christian. But yet there are very few that subscribe to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Many uh, in that number, they propagate prosperity gospel, which has been a challenge even in reaching out to our communities. Uh, because once you get to reach uh, out to the community, then a number of people feel that you are the same kind of people who are taking up their resources, you are manipulating them, and so that has posed a challenge, or now the gospel is being spread in our neighborhoods. And lastly, there has been an interference, a political interference to the church uh, in Kenya. In the uh, last past, especially when you think about any political here where we have elections, you will get the church being divided. And so the unity of the church being compromised because we find uh, 
get this one church being maligned to another a political party and mostly it is out of uh, the tribal uh, politics in the country and so we have the church being divided especially when you think about any general elections because of the church being divided uh, which political divide will they support and that has been a challenge even to the unity of the church in Kenya. Our encouragement to, the, to our brothers and sisters in the UK to persevere through worship is actually one. Our encouragement is the gospel. Paul, in writing to Galatians, he encourages them to hold fast to what they believed. In Kenya, we have believed the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that is what has sustained us. That is what we are holding to fast. And so our encouragement to our brothers and sisters in the UK is to keep holding on the gospel, even in the midst of the challenges of secularism in the UK. Yet again, they would hold on the gospel. Let's keep preaching and teaching the truth in the gospel. For in due time, the Lord is going to call them that are his to himself. Thank you. So I trust you've enjoyed our video and our time together. We've come to the end. It's been insightful. We've had an opportunity to look at mission ministry during COVID in various parts of the world in those three wonderful continents of Asia, Africa and Latin America. One theme that came across to me uh, while I was listening to our colleagues was that while in Northern Ireland we contend with technology for uh, access to fellowship and opportunities to share the gospel, there are still those for whom meeting face to face for the sake of the gospel is still very, very important. In fact, indeed, necessary. I pray that you've been encouraged. I pray that you will have been blessed while listening to our colleagues. Above all, I pray that you will have been inspired to both pray and to give either to the groups that you have listened to today or to others who you may know. In Philippians chapter 4, Paul, near the end of the chapter, when he's thanking the church for their offering to him while he was in Rome, reminded them that their gift was a fragrant offering, a special or acceptable sacrifice. It was pleasing to God. I want to encourage you, as you listen to mission stories, missionaries, interviews over this period of this week of Bangor Worldwide, I want to encourage you to go to their website, go to their donation section and to give generously. Bearing in mind that your giving is an act of worship, that it is a fragrant offering and it is acceptable and pleasing to God. Let's pray. Father God, as we have heard today from others around the world who share our faith and our desire to hear and to see other people come to faith in you, we thank you, Lord, that your church is worldwide and is effective. Thank you, Lord, that we continue to make strides, that your church continues to grow 
despite COVID. Thank you for the bravery of those who feel it necessary, who see it as necessary, who only have it as their only resource, is to go and meet people face to face at this time. We pray your protection upon them. Protect them, Lord, we pray. And Lord, for us who are here, my prayer is, Lord, that you would help us to be generous, help us to give in a way that is acceptable to you, that is pleasing, that raises that fragrant sacrifice into your presence. Lord, may your face shine upon our brothers and sisters. May your face shine upon us. And may we know your peace in Jesus' name. Amen. We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.